So did you find any, um, do you have any dad jokes, any particularly good dad jokes? Mm-hmm. Any, yeah. Coming to you live, not live. I see dead podcasts all the time. From the Jacinda Ardern Memorial Library, far, 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 deep, deep, deep beneath Pineapple Mountain in Germany, from Aotearoa, land of the long white cloud, under hills and over hills and over water, here's the man who knows when to fold him. It's me, Travis Burnett, with Quest for the Amazing. Long time no see, party person. So what happened? Where have you been? How are you? What's going on? Ah. Where do I start? Thank you for asking. I've got a long story. So, all was well, except for a pandemic. And it just uh, didn't seem to be getting any better. And I, in actuality, it got worse and worse. And um, my children live in uh, New Zealand. And uh, so they were very concerned about my wife and I, and they were frequently asking us to come home. They were really worried about us. And we were surrounded by COVID. I knew people who had it and who'd gotten through it okay. There'd been a number of cases um, in my town, my little part of Germany, and the numbers were going up. But it didn't seem to be anything to panic about. However, here, in New Zealand, where there's no cases of coronavirus because they've handled it aggressively and well, it sounded really terrible to my children. You know, they, they're used to hearing about a case or five cases of coronavirus and going into uh, taking drastic and effective measures to shut everything down. And here we are, uh, or there we were in uh, Germany, surrounded by a a growing wave of, a second wave of of cases. And we're citizens of uh, New Zealand. And so they really uh, talked us into reconsidering our perspective and and where we were at in our lives and with our goals. So we, we, we took their concerns seriously and we took drastic steps and so for the last three weeks, uh, three, three months and one week or two weeks, uh, I have been scrambling to uh, get my affairs in order to, uh, to move back to New Zealand. And with all that going on, I, there was no way I could, um, humor myself with, with, uh, quest for the amazing. So I'm actually in my second lockdown right now. So there was the first lockdown when the coronavirus first became a pandemic. And now I'm in uh, New Zealand and there's a two-week mandatory kind of a monitored isolation. And I'm in just past one week. So, you know, if you remember when there was the first lockdown, everybody kind of went crazy and they got into different things and there was depression and time became meaningless and hobbies abounded. And and, um, there was a lot of navel gazing and introspection and then we kind of got uh, COVID fatigue and little by little people started letting their guards down and getting back to work, going back to the stores, standing closer together, had their noses peeking out of their masks or whatever. And that 
I forgot all about uh, all about what that lockdown was like. I mean, of course, I remember, but I'm really getting a reminder of of what it was like now, having to do it a second time, seriously, significantly, um, not just curtailing our trips to the store or or not going to cafes or whatever, but actually, literally locked down. So it's weird. It's weird. Time is weird. Not sleeping. Sleeping all the time. But New Zealand, man, they know how to do this shit. Got me uh, me and my wife basically in a very nice uh, jail cell. Um, not against our will, obviously. You know, good three and a half star hotel. Fresh meals, not the best tasting, but I, I should never complain comparing, considering, you know, some people don't even have food. Um, I'm in a country where they are providing accommodation for two weeks and fresh food for two weeks. And it's, um, it's very, very impressive way that uh, they've gone about controlling the coronavirus here. So anyways, I hope you're in a safe place or, or you are making your place safe, uh, as safe as you can, considering the restrictions that are or are not upon you where you're where you're uh listening and so i'm playing a today i'm going to be playing a recording of my interview that i did with christian eman who is a friend of mine from pineapple mountain in germany and um i really wanted to talk to him because he is a very unique person and i got to work at an international school there so i saw people from all over the world and Obviously, in Germany, you, you know, running into a German teacher is not that surprising. However, he goes against the grain of everything that um, the stereotype of a German would be. So, you know, he's um, he's always been very lighthearted and funny and friendly and outgoing. And yeah, so I was really interested in talking to him about the way he is compared to the image or the... Um, stereotype that is that i had that, that that is present in the world about german people german society and yeah so that's what this discussion is about and then at the end uh, we get to a pop quiz which i'll probably start uh including pop quizzes in my discussions near the ends because there's some things that i'm uh, interested in that don't really fall into the purview of this podcast but that are good talking points and uh, interesting things about people. So here we go. Here's me talking to Christian Eman. All right. So did you know I have a podcast? I listen to lots of podcasts, but I never did one. I was never on a podcast. So, but I listened to it a lot. So, Did, did, did you know I have one? I, I heard of it. I mean... You heard a rumor? There was a rumor going around school. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to repeat what people told told about you because no, okay. I think it's I, I know maybe kids are listening. I, I'm not sure. Usually, so okay. That is, I um I took it down for a while, but then I gave my notice and so I put it back up. Um, so what it's about is basically just it's about interesting people, and um, it's called Quest for the Amazing, and so it's just people Ooh. who do things that are really uh, to make their lives interesting, and. I wanted to talk to you because there's, uh, you probably know the stereotype of 
Germans and people say, oh, Germans have no sense of humor. Yeah, I don't find them funny. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's clearly just a saying. Uh, it's just, it's kind of like um, dumb Americans. Yeah. It's not a stereotype, though. I thought we were talking about stereotypes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you because so often you'll come into the staff room and you'll have some funny joke. And sometimes they're like really, really hilarious. And sometimes they're just like, really? Uh, okay. But I know that, you know, usually it's funny in, in varying degrees. And sometimes um, it's what we call dad jokes. Have you heard of dad jokes? Um, yeah, because you told me to Google it before. <laughs> I came here, but yeah, I I I I heard of the before before I googled it actually. Um, I always pictured you know that that you know that like dad in his fifties was an embarrassment to his exactly. teenage son, but maybe like a little bit too much to drink like on a family gathering, and he tells all this embarrassing thing and doesn't work at all, and um, you know people are just trying yeah. to get along with it and and, uh, and hope it's it's over very soon. That's exactly what I was picturing. It's probably what it is. So. Yeah. No, you didn't have to mention my age. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. So, all right. First of all, I need to get permission. Are you okay that I record you? Yeah, sure. Okay. And if I um, turn this into a book, a movie, if I make action figures, anything like that, I'm not sharing any of the money with you. Um, can I at least say who's, can I at least give some suggestions? Like who should, <laughs> who should be my, who should be the actor for me? Fine. I want to, and all the features for the action figure. Okay. Which, I, which actor do you want though? Oh, well, actress. So, I mean, we don't have to be. I mean, we are, I mean, it's like, you know, the 21st century, we can be, we don't have to be gender <laughs> anyone, anyone who we want. Don't get any. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Well, I mean, is he losing hair? I mean, I'm losing some I hair. I think he is a little. Because huh. I do. Thanks. Oh, I, I, have to, I have to think about it, to be honest. Okay. Can you alter my voice? Like, make turn it into a robot voice? I can, but I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in, uh, next year I'll figure that out. Um, how old are you? Um, I'm 31. Okay. I, I just realized I sometimes have to think uh, once or twice. But yeah, it's 31. Okay, and so what year were you born? 1989. 1989. Wow. So that was a big year in Germany. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Did saw no. I mean, of, <laughs> course, of course not. I mean, I mean, of course my my uh, my my dad. I wasn't there, but but my dad said that this was an emotional moment for him. So he, I think he said he even cried, and he usually never cries. So. Um, Kind of must have been a big moment, but uh, but I'm very interested in that year. Not not because I was born there, but because it's like such a pivotal moment in in recent history. Yeah. So because we 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 simply take for granted that we can cross borders every day. Of course, not now during COVID nineteen, but that was not the case back then. And um, so yeah, it's very interesting. It's also interesting to listen to conversations about like what kind of alternatives would. You know, they could have been instead of like reuniting right away, uh, could have been like still like a federal, a confederal system, because some people just wanted to have reforms in the GDR but not reunite. So there were many different groups, you know, and one way or another, I, you know, this is where we are right now. 
<laughs> is there any mo- movement to like divide again? Do you do you, do you mean that the like, people like in America? There's kind of a people get really um, really excited or angry or worked up, and they say, "Oh, America should be five different countries." So Germany has once hundreds of kingdoms, and then it became a country, and then it was divided. Um, not, yeah, more or less. And are, is there a movement in Germany at all to to divide it again? Uh, no, not re- not not really, not really. Because east and west are very, are slightly different, aren't they? He, yes, I think so, and um, I think many people would agree that that there are differences because I mean, because socialization happened, you know, in in both, like kind of separately, if you will. Um, one very interesting thing a friend of mine told me once is like she uh, she was born in GDR. I mean, she doesn't really, really remember it, but uh, I think she was like three or four when it ended. But she told me like she said the difference between people from the West and people from the East is if two people from the East are having a chat on the street and you pass by, they stop talking. <laughs> if two people from the West have a chat on the street and you pass by, they just carry on talking. Interesting. I mean, it's just like one, you know, and it's anecdotal evidence, maybe, but I was wondering whether this lends itself to the fact that, you know, there was there always could be somebody listening to you yeah. or, uh, or, or, or or hand you in to the, um, to the, uh, the Stasi, like the, the, the secret police and mm. something like this, because there were many like unofficial informants. And maybe heard about that. So it could be your best friend, your neighbor. That all happened, yeah. The best friend who went on holidays with you, he he betrayed you because wow. he was he was a spy. I mean, it's very difficult for me to to imagine that, but but these things happen, yeah. So mm. and maybe in the West, uh, people are maybe less cautious about what they what they say, yeah. you know. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to ask people from the East too. It's like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm like a spokesperson for people who grew up differently or also even the generation before me. Yeah. But but sometimes you can sense there's like, like wages are still slightly a bit different. I mean, economically, the West is still stronger than the East, even though there have been lots of investment happening in the cities and these look very, very beautiful. But um, yeah. So, was your dad on the east or the west? West, yeah. And is your mom still around? My mom? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's also from the from the west. Where? Um, Hamburg? No, like, um, my mom grew up near, um, originally in Celle, which is near Hanover. But then she grew up in Freiburg, which is in the south of Germany, for a long time. And uh, my dad is from, like, a very northern east part of Germany, close to the Dutch border. Um called Ostfriesland. It's mm. uh they have like their very own dialect. Um if you're not from there it's difficult to understand. Um I don't I don't speak it, um but those of my cousins they do speak it still and they are my age so interesting. Yeah. So um where were you born? Uh I was born near near Hanover, actually. Okay. Um and, yeah. And where did you like grow up there? Yeah, it was. I, I grew up in um, in a small village, small villages basically nearby. Um, I don't know how many people lived there. Eight hundred, one thousand. So, with like primary school was there. You know, friends were there. So, um, yeah. Okay. And where did you go to school? Well, I well first like, of all, I went to the primary school in my local village. And later on, you know, when um, after grade 
four it depends on the federal state but you know in grade five and six i had to go to a different city it was kind of like in english would be orientation phase you know the kind of map out where you're going to go after that depending on your achievements like in english and math for example in fifth grade already Fifth and sixth grade. Well, it's, some say it started fourth grade. So wow. uh, at fourth grade, you know, it kind of already is decided, if you will, are you gonna to which school system you're gonna go, which also kind of impacts. I mean, currently, but I'm very sure this is gonna change. Um, not only yeah, and your your career maybe even. So I find it very early to 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 separate kids at that age. Yeah. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really for it. I mean, the parameters being used, I mean, I, I find them questionable. Maybe they used to work in the olden days. Yeah. But not so much anymore. Anyway, so after that, um, then to the next biggest city, when I say next biggest city, I mean like 20,000 people or so. Yeah. So for the gymnasium, which is like the, maybe you could say like high tier school, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Um, anymore. I mean, the academic standards are higher, yeah. Um, but but many people attend that school simply because I think the there's the awareness around that this is what you need to do in order to be successful. They, it's interesting, like how you define success in, uh, in society. Yeah. As a side note, uh, but but I mean, I, w I was thinking the same. You know, I was thinking that 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 this is the right way uh, to. to go. I never questioned it basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so. Ah, and when I was 14, 15, I actually moved to my mom's. Uh, she was living in Göttingen then, which is uh, um, it's just like, uh, I think, 100 kilometers away from Hanover and attend another school there. So so your mom and dad aren't together? No, no, no. But yeah, they haven't been together since I was uh, three or okay. four. Or so, yeah. Hmm, interesting. All right. And then what university did you go to? So I went to a university in a city called Jena, which is uh, which is in the east, by the way. Hmm. So, why why did I go? I think I went there because I think at some festival I met a person who was studying there, and 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 she really liked it. So I was just checking it out, and then I uh, visited it, and I really I really liked the town, really like well, really liked the place there. So then I said, okay, let's let's go there and let's try out something new, basically. Hmm. Is there noticeable differences? All right, so there's differences between East and West economically, although the government is investing in the East to, to try and balance it out. Is that correct? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know the details. I mean, and maybe some people wouldn't agree with me. Uh, maybe some people have more information about that. It's a matter of perspective. But uh, like still, like when you pay taxes, you have to pay into like a solidarity fund a little mm. bit yeah which which is for building up the east so um americans have like different different uh countries have a lot of stereotypes obviously and americans when they're tour touring or, or going out and about um they tend to get this reputation for being loud and um kind of overly confident what what is the stereotype that you have of Americans when they travel. I'm leading to the stereotype of German travelers, but I just wanted to start off with, like, what is the American stereotype of the, um, the American tourist or um, okay. the American on a gap year, something like that? What's, what's the stereotype? Interesting. I think overly confident that might, that might kind of might apply. 
like sometimes you have the feeling that people not only from America but in from Anglophone con countries, you know, think you know the expectation is there that you speak English, mm. yeah, no, no matter what. And even though, yeah, it's a global language, um, you know, it's not always necessarily the case. And sometimes you make an effort to, you know, to to slow down a little bit when you when you say something. Yeah. Yeah, but it's for me, it's difficult to generalize because I mean, I, I met several Americans during my travels, and they were all quite quite different. Um, but I think it's also about me choosing whom I'm hang out with. About Americans traveling to Germany, I always, I always had the feeling that there was like a huge curiosity about it, and and there are different purposes why people or Americans travel to Germany. I mean, like uh, maybe there are links to like uh, you know their grandfather's experience in World War Two, for example. Uh, there's actually an, a, a nice story. There's like one very famous bridge the Americans captured. Um, I should remember the name of the town, but I forgot. And, and now there's like a German American society that you know takes care of that monument and hmm. so there's a nice exchange happening there but yeah the stereotype might be like over overly confident and um maybe maybe, maybe loud definitely loud when yeah. americans tend to be very loud when they are talking and um, kind of so ex expecting others to speak english is i guess kind of like presumptuous or entitled or something i struggle with that and i mm. find that when i try to speak German, first of all, I find it really difficult to learn because mm. I, I feel like I'm being judged really harshly, whether or not that's true. And um, so I'll, I'll, I've got a handful of phrases I've learned. And then there's Google Translate, which is terrible. Um, like yeah. one time I was talking about different fonts in class and I was talking about bold, bold fonts, like the thicker fonts. And I trans the students didn't understand what I was talking about, and so I used Google Translate, and it gave me the word for mustard. <laughs> and so I was talking about these okay. mustard fonts. It was not helpful at all. But anyways, once I fight with Google Translate for about 15 seconds, the other person suddenly becomes much nicer. <laughs> and then they're okay. like, okay, that's not working. But at least, you know, I make an effort. When I make an effort, um, people tend to be a lot happier than when I expect them to speak English. So that's understandable. In America, it's there's a real um, issue with people being rude to immigrants and saying, you know, speak English, you're in America. It's borderline racist and a sign of being prejudiced. And so when Americans experience that abroad, I don't think we connect the dots in the same way we think, you know, it, it's much more negative than it would be perceived outside of America by others. I don't know. So, anyways, the German, the impression of German tourists, and the funny thing is, these impressions obviously change as soon as you meet a human. That's, mm. I mean, most people don't f follow these um, stereotypes. And um, teaching at an international school, you see that that those stereotypes break down right away. But the impression of German tourists is they always think that their products are the best. Like they make the best. We, we make the best. Well, they are. This is the best. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh, and they say they have no sense of humor. So they, they say they have no sense of humor. Like I've heard it in New Zealand. I've heard it in the U.S. So um, the, the German tourists people. say this? Or, no, or? no, 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 no. Mm. Uh, people outside of Germany okay, make yeah. a point mm. of joking about Germans and like they say, oh Germans, they don't understand irony and they don't they don't have a sense of humor. Have you heard of these things? 
Yes, of course, no, numerous times. Um, there's and where one... does that come from? I mean, are, is it true mostly? Or is it, because I've never met somebody who doesn't. I mean, I've met people who are kind of grumpy. Um, mm. There's grumpy people in America as well. But I haven't ever told a joke and had people just stare at me because they have no sense of humor. Or if I'm sarcastic, it's clear. And the person picks up on it. So yeah. that stereotype from my experience is not true. Is that what you think other Germans are like? Are there many Germans that fit that stereotype? Um, I, I would say that, I mean, I mean, in, in Germany, you know, Germans definitely have a sense of humor and, and a sense of irony too. Um, I think the difference might be that 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 sense of humor and irony in, in certain countries is is much more... You know, it's much more intrinsic in in your everyday life. You know, regardless of situation or like how you how you face situations. Like in 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 Britain, like you you laugh, um, you know, with failure. So you you fail and you make a joke about it. You know, and in Germany, you laugh at failure <laughs> at somebody sucking at something. Okay. So I think it's a different way of walk, walking through life. Maybe maybe Germans tend to be like more direct or like more maybe more like a distinction between work and play. So. When you meet a German, maybe like in a in a busy, you know, in a busy environment, a work environment, then then maybe it's simply not not there or it's simply not 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 applied. Whereas the feeling I have, like in you know, in other cultures, you know, sense of humor or telling jokes, you know, is part of your everyday life. You know, mm-hmm. everything you can ridicule everything at any time, and uh, I think in Germany it's like more about about time and space, basically. Yeah. So interesting. Even though, yeah, but but people are on holidays, so why don't they have fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I know that in America, things um, it's very easy to offend people because each generation now has such um, drastic differences, and uh, there's a variety of reasons. But change is taking place so quickly, that, and joking around in the workplace is becoming something that you're cautioned about and and is really frowned upon because it's so easy to say something that's taken the wrong way or some people, you know, are biased or prejudiced and they'll expose those sorts of uh, that side of themselves without knowing it when they joke around Mm. and they think that, oh, everybody's too sensitive or something like that. They don't obviously see um, the way they are affecting other people, so America might be heading in that sort of direction as well. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. Um, I just wanted to. Do, are you talking about political correctness? Yep. Or yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, political correctness can be used. I mean, I think it's definitely important to be aware of what you what you say and how it affects other people. Um, so you need to know the 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 context and. And, and, you know, and, and, and to really figure out, you know, is this the right environment to say that? But at the same time, I think it's also important to to be forgiving of what, you know, certain people say to you sometimes, you know, because um, you never know, like, the other person's um, story. You know, a person might, be, might have a very, very rough day, which is not your fault, but might say something to you which the person doesn't mean, like maybe like a being grumpy or like, like a little insult or something that, talking about stereotypes again, that, that you, you know, the person thinks a certain way about you and then 
the person would go typically this or typically that. So, so have you had any of these experiences where you tell a joke and you regret it? Um, yeah, of course, numerous times. All right, let's let's <laughs> hear it. What's the worst? <laughs> what's 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 the worst? What's uh, the, I, don't, I don't have a f- one that you can share without. Uh, I don't. I don't have a being disgraced. Con- Nothing comes to mind. Yeah, um, I can remember one. It wasn't really a joke. It just, but it just was trying to be funny. So, and I kind of tried to save the situation by saying something presumably funny after that but it just made it worse uh, um i think it was like in uh at school in grade eight i think the teacher was asking us where we were we coming from I th- yeah and i think and i said well i come from the world famous place of such and such so and then i, I thought you know I, I just wanted i didn't want to tell a joke you know i just wanted to throw it in there but then he was asking back what it's world famous for and i just tried to be confident uh nothing and this tried to sell it nothing it is something very cool and where is that um uh, on the field uh, <laughs> it was just horrible yeah. this was horrible so did you find any um do you have any dad jokes any particularly good dad jokes or um mm. any yeah usually you walk into the staff room with something uh some sort of a funny comment yeah, I mean, some some things are, are like very situational. Of yeah, course. of course. Yeah, yeah. This is why that's what my wife gets gets wrong sometimes. Like she tells me something funny from Friends. Thing is, I don't really, I never really watched Friends. You know, um, I mean, I watch it too when she watches it. But 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 then she tells me tells me something a funny scene is like I can't and she is laughing about it like crazy. I can't. Yeah. Like, well, that's situational, you know. Um. I don't have like a relationship to that, so yeah. uh, there's a situational kind of you know jokes and um, and then there are jokes which you which kind of always not always work depends yeah but yeah I should have um, written down some of your moments in the staff rooms but uh, nothing comes to mind either yeah um, so when you, when you ask when you when you when you ask me now I would I would have to think right <laughs> I I, gotta, I usually like 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 word word i mean word puns is, is the classic like uh uh i want to take my wife to to the north pole but she told me she's not really into it <laughs> things like that so it's, yes I and some I've people will go one. oh my god seriously and some people will laugh you know there's always some people who will laugh and some people who thinks like um you know that that's a baboon there so it's it's just a risk you take but i think if you feel like you're in a safe environment, then you can do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that in in like an area environment. I guess so. Yeah. It it depends. So. So I notice. All right. So there's the the stereotype of um, no sense of humor and um, thinking everything. If, if everything that is quality is is German, or anything German is quality. One thing that I hear a lot from students because. Um, the students are so many people are into gaming now and you'll end up playing with people all around the world and so they'll end up playing with somebody from America or something and they always get comments about um, like people will call them Hitler or something like that I'm sure it's usually kids um, but some people are really uncomfortable with discussing that part of german history some people only they they think of germany and they don't think of the wall coming down they don't think of 
the European Union and the le a leading country in the European Union. They don't think of um, a culture of remembrance. They have a lot of negative associations with Germany because of World War II. Um, and there, some Germans that I've spoken with are very uncomfortable about discussing this. And it's not like I walk around bringing it up all the time. Mm -hmm. But um, if it comes up, I can tell that the conversation is being guided away from that topic um, or things get a little awkward. I noticed that when I discussed this sort of issue with you, you were completely comfortable mm -hmm. and you're also very politically aware. Do you have any insight into why you are so comfortable with it? Is it your generation and you know why others might not be? I mean, maybe it's they have a personal history um, connected to it. I don't know. Mm, good so. question. I mean, um, I didn't always used to feel comfortable with that. That that kind of changed. Um, um, just to give me one example. So when I went to India, like about nine years ago, people always asked me about Hitler. Hitler here, Hitler there. And I think I found my identity maybe being confined to that moment in history. I personally... I'm not responsible for, but yet, you know, I'm at that moment, I'm an ambassador of, 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 of Germany, of that country, whether I want it or not. And, and you were wearing this hat and, um, I, I and I, I, w I was very angry even back then, you know, and I, and I wrote a comment on Facebook, uh, like not to, not to the world, but like to, I think within the group, you know, uh, stop insulting me in my country. Until I realized, you know, people didn't insult me. It was really natural curiosity. And I think what, I've, what I think I realized is, I mean, there's, there's also like, a, I feel like this, in, like in India, there was like a different connection to, to, to Hitler Holocaust. And I think, I think possibly it's like historically not very much linked to, to, to the own history. Possibly, yeah. possibly. Um, because it was not like a you know uh, the war didn't really happen there. I mean, of of course there there was an impact one way or another. But like a friend of mine, she went to a bookstore there, and away from from Germany. Oh, I got a very nice book for you. You know, where is this going to? And that was Mein Kampf next oh, to Gandhi's biography. Yeah. You know, that's that's very interesting. Um, and you no know, people were naturally curious because when they asked me that question, I had the feeling people were not like frowning upon me or maybe people didn't even have like this you know image of hitler as an evil person really i'm not quite sure but i but i think it's about that people might think that you know the identity gets like framed or confined to that very moment and that you kind of are in a situation that you have to defend something even though there's nothing to defend um because you kind of know you know that that you know that it was a very horrible moment of history and oh, I have to kind of you know take a stand somehow now, and 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 I think this is what I got over. I I don't. I mean, of of course, I I it's important to take a stand, but but there's more about me than you know this part of history. So, um, and and I'm fully aware of that. So, it also depends, like, of course, how people approach me on that. You know, if 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 people think so I'm like uh, a Nazi because I'm, and actually that 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 happened to me too. You know, I mean. Um, it was in Serbia, actually, and I was talking to a, a girl. She was not from Serbia, she was from a different country. She said, oh, Germans are such Nazis. I was in a, uh, you know, on the airport, but um, 
radio station in Germany and the person wouldn't talk to me in, in English. So, you know, and that, and the thing is like, you know, you, you have your stereotypes, you work with a certain frameworks, you know, of mind through, through the world and with, and with certain labels and stereotypes. And when you approach a person with that stereotype in your hand, it sometimes becomes, I think, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then you, then you see what you want to see. Yeah. Mm. So in Germany, the first thing you think is maybe like I don't know, cars. Maybe the first things that you think when you're in Germany is maybe cars. You know, sausages. I, I don't know, beer, and then Hitler. Uh, I think you know might, might be in the top five. Mm. And um, it and, seems and, like and, a lot of people are not connected or educated enough about it to understand yeah. how serious of a charge that that kind of thing is. You know? Yeah, but I think it depends on which what people you meet. And, 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 and I think you also have to kind of choose for yourself, you know, what kind of people you let into your life and what kind of people you don't let into your life, you know? And if, if like, a personal barrier has been, you know, crossed then you might know, okay, that's not a person I want to hang out with. I mean, in, in this case, you know, I had a conversation with, with, uh, with that person and it was, okay, interesting, can you tell me more? I also once had an interesting conversation with like uh, somebody from Israel I met in Poland who visited Auschwitz and, and from his grandparents, he had also, you know, uh, of course, bad connotations about Germany and I cannot blame him for them. How can I blame him? Because this is how we grew up. Yeah. You know, we all grew up in a certain way and we... Um, you know, all beliefs and values we get like from our parents, from our teachers, from from our friends. So, yeah, but 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 I had a good conversation with him as well. But at the same time, I don't need, I don't feel I need to be a missionary. Yeah. To, you know, when you got through university, you've been to a lot of places. I know that's very common for Europeans. But when did you get into teaching? And I know you you taught in Vietnam. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And and. Did you teach anywhere else outside of Germany? Um, when did, yeah. When did you get into teaching? How did I get, get into teaching? Well, when I was studying, um, my first major was English and American Studies. I, I did that because I was good at school English. I didn't know what else to do. Um, I, I love to read historical novels. and <laughs> I based my decision on that. Yeah, I'm not sure if I would do this exactly again, but um, but, but you know, that's a decision I simply made. And um, linguistics and linguistics is very dry. If you if you love languages, don't study linguistics because <laughs> linguistics is a way to make languages boring. Drawing <laughs> like you know, maybe not for everybody. There might be some nerds, you know. But but um, writing essays or like term papers about preposition shifts, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to blame anybody. If you like it, that, that's great for you. But it's just not for me. But then I had one class, um, second language acquisition, and that they got very interesting because you got the psychology and you know what, what's happening in the brain, you know how people make connections and how languages get developed and build up. And then I shifted to teaching German as a foreign language, and then it got very interesting in, in you know, all the didactics and 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 how to support people in their growth and yeah and. Um, I also attended a, a train the trainer seminar with a student organization I, I attended because um, I, I I really love when I attend a seminar about you know all the activities that they prepare to to really work on something or to encourage people to to collaborate and 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 and, and to grow and to end up like somewhere else where they've been before. So and after that um, Vietnam yeah originally I just 
it was just meant to be a three-month internship at that school. But then during the interview, I was asked, can you stay for a year? It's like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so I stayed there for a year. But I had to take over much more responsibilities than I was qualified for. I had to te teach um, German as a f second language, but also like, literature, kind of. And I had no experience in that. And so it was difficult to... Yeah, it, it wasn't easy. So and and I wasn't sure that I would stay there, but but in one circumstance there was like some fortunate circumstances with that which allowed me to stay because like one German teacher left a little bit. I actually was about to leave the school, but there was one German teacher who left earlier because she got married or she she left early. I can't remember the exact reason. And um, the head of early years said, "You wanna." fly a couple of days in preschool they're like five six years old okay why not and it kind of worked well even though i bet that i didn't have much experience but there was like some certain connections she saw something in me if you if you will and you know, it sounds big but but that's what what she has been telling me and then i stayed there for the next two years and did my pgc my postgraduate certificate in education uh with the university of sunderland Sunderland, if you hear this, uh, give me um, free courses uh, <laughs> in case I apply. No, and and yeah, so it basically went on from there. Cool. So, and um, yeah. All right. So we've obviously got a, a meeting to get to, so we can't go much longer. But um, just a quick pop quiz: um, if there was one band that people don't know about that you would want everybody to know about, what band would that be? I would say definitely Rush. I mean, I think it's Rush is kind of famous, but not everywhere, and it's kind of a nerdy band. So, so Rush is just like the best band. I mean, they're like three f friends. I mean, really friends who've been playing music together for decades, and they not only did they change musical styles a little bit whilst remaining Rush, but they embraced new movements in music or new influences without copying it. So. And uh, there are only a couple of bands who can, you know, who who have that skill to stay together for so long, uh, being super skilled, like three skilled, super skilled musicians, which you can't really trade, you know. Mm. Um, and that's it, weird because the the drummer did most of the writing, eh? Yeah, yeah, he passed away. That was that was kind of sad. That was that was was, Perth, was, a, right? was a very big surprise. But but you know that. That also shows again, you know, they've been always private people, like no like drug or sex scandals or whatever, you know. It was always about the music, the living high quality music. And there's only a couple of bands I think we can say that that they embrace so many like different musical influences by remaining uh what you know, staying true to the identity. And this is Rush, I would say, Queen. Um, maybe Faith No More. Um Cool. Yeah. And what about books? What about books? Can book. you think of any, um, like one book that, either your favorite book or a book that you know of that was really good that you would recommend to other people? Oh, that's difficult because uh, at the moment I'm reading a lot. I think, um, but one book I can really recommend, maybe when I was a teenager, it's, um, in, in German title is Invest in this Noise. I think English is All Quiet at the Western Front. Oh, yeah. 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 It's great. So um, if you if you haven't been a pacifist before, you will be one after that because um, in the book is it's quite descriptive, but it's not, you know, trying to 
influence you really or the author's not trying to influence you it's very matter of fact yeah so it's it's just a matter of fact yeah exactly and uh it's not pointing the finger at anyone or blaming anyone it's just writing about what happened yeah that and and you i picked that book up and um i read it and really like I'm, i'm a i'm a slow reader believe it or not and i read it quite quickly it was really engaging really enjoyable yeah i'd recommend that too all right, I don't know if we'll have a chance to sit down again, but um, yeah, thanks for your time. I know that we got to get going, so I'll just wrap it up. Did you have anything that you wanted to say before we um, we finish? Yes, Travis, um, you're a traitor for leaving us. <laughs> <laughs> Not really traitor. No, but I'm, I'm personally, yeah, I'm, I, 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 I totally understand that, that this is a decision you need to make because um, personal health that that comes first and um, i'm happy for you that that you can be together as a family in in, in new zealand where people speak the language too yeah, uh, but it's a nice but, but yeah. presumably it's a nice country as well I'm, i've been there but but yeah. it's kind of home for you but i really really miss you um i think you're an essential part of of, of school trademark and even my life in this case oh, so nice. um yeah um i i it's difficult to picture that environment without you. Let's oh, well, thank put you. It this way. Yeah, well, you don't you don't lose a friend, you gain a vacation. So, you know, <laughs> we've got a couch with your name on it. I like time. that. I like that. <laughs> you don't lose a friend, you gain a vacation. That's yeah. a good one. Cool. All right, Christian. Well, thank you very much for your time. And yeah, that that's it. That's us. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. No, exactly. So like outro jingle? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I, I do have a jingle. Jesse wrote my jingle. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. Goddamn right it's good. Never gave Jesse credit for her, um, for my uh, jingle that she wrote for me. Thanks, Jess. And, um... Just now, I just gotta get her to write an extended outro so that I don't have to just play this diced, spliced uh, intro. Yeah, so that was Christian. Uh, neat guy. Don't know about Rush, though. That's, uh, I really like three of, uh, three of Rush's songs, one of which everybody likes, and uh, one of which is uh, kind of a bit of a uh, cringy. Cringy uh, Time Stand Still from their, um, what was that, Hold Your Fire album. If you want to see a very cringy video, watch Rush's Time Stand Still video. Really cutting edge, high tech stuff. Uh, but yeah, I really like it. And I think I talked about it on my podcast uh, dedicated to Tony. So once again, another reference to that mysterious podcast. All right, so I'm not sure when I'll be able to put out another uh, one of these. Um, I was hoping to do it every other week, but that's clearly, you know, in these uncertain times, podcasts, bi-weekly podcasts are not always reliable. So anyways, I hope you, you know, party party person, I hope you uh, keep checking in. And, um, I will try to keep up with uh, continuing continuing this project anyways thanks for listening and i hope to talk at you soon cheers